Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand Cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Print On Demand Cast. And look, Travis has lights too. You are going the opposite. The, our old logo, for those that don't know who haven't been listening uh, from from the beginning, um, our old logo used to be red and blue, and there was like black. So the, those are the two colors of, of the brand. So Travis is has the red. I have the blue. Now there's a, a myriad of colors <laughs> in our logo. Uh, <laughs> just, it's, it's all over the place, but... Um, but yeah, so, uh, looking good over there, Travis, how has today's Monday, we usually record on Mondays, mm-hmm. which yep. inevitably gives us a good Monday story to share uh, as we're vamp or not vamping, but just bantering at the beginning of these shows. So how was your Monday? Uh, it was, uh, started off slow. I had some things that had, I had to do this morning. So, mm-hmm. um, worked from home for a few, a little while. And then literally I just sat on the couch and told my wife, I don't want to go to work today. And, you know, some <laughs> days are just like that. Um, yeah. Um, other days I'm, you know, super excited to get here and get going, but today was not one of those days for whatever reason. I just, uh, took me a while to get going. Um, yeah. but, uh, once I got here, you know, I mean, kind of a typical Monday, a lot of different things, a lot of questions you got to answer from different clients and, um, inquiries and things like that. Um, right. And then from the staff even, but, uh, yeah, we got a, um, our, monthly meeting tomorrow, our staff meeting. So we take the morning and, um, go over a bunch of stuff. And, um, Amy and I met about that last week. So looking forward to that in the morning. Um, but, uh, other than that, it was, it was kind of a typical Monday. What about you? How was your Monday? Uh, same typical Monday. did a lot of website work and we're trying to slowly get, uh, the make your mark website transferred from what for Pell right now. It looks, uh, eerily similar to what the four-barrel site used to look like. Uh, but the unpublished side of things looks different and just trying and deco network, you know, um, we've talked a lot about it on the show, but mm-hmm. um, if you want to do anything that's super nuanced at all, website design wise, you can do it with deco, but there is a lot of hoops and tricks and stuff that you have to do to, to make it function seamlessly. But there's just right. lots of steps that, that another you know website providers like a Squarespace or what have you, you don't necessarily have to do that, uh, or it's not as complicated, I should say. Worked on that, and a um, handful of quotes sent out today. New business coming in, had a good conversation with actually a listener of our show, which we'll touch on uh, at the towards the end of the main event, but uh, got mm-hmm. to talk to another listener here uh, on the Print on Demand cast who uh, reached out, for, had some questions for us. So that's always cool to hear from them. Um, which is, it's always exciting. So, but yeah, man, a good Monday overall. And I understand what you mean about the days when you're just like, man, I, I don't want to go, uh, especially, <laughs> yeah. you know, we all lost an hour of sleep, uh, right. between Saturday and Sunday and Travis, you and I were up late on Saturday at a poker night at, a, mm-hmm. at our good friend's house, uh, a Josh, who's now moved back from Texas. So we had our inaugural re- reunion, lots of people there. It was like 12 people. Uh, it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun, but, 
not conducive when you're about to lose an hour of sleep. Yeah, uh, it was not the right <laughs> night to do that. No, no, we, we did not think that through. So, uh, but yeah, otherwise, man, things are good and looking forward to that meeting tomorrow as well. So with that, let's actually, you know, talking about, you know, listeners of our podcast and this particular mm-hmm. listener is a former guest as well, but he provided us with this week's weekly dad joke. Time for the weekly dad joke. All right. This one comes from Juna. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't tell this one on, on that episode. No. Did he? No, no, he did not. He actually he told it off the air, he, didn't he? Yeah, this is the one he oh, wanted okay. to tell, but he couldn't okay. find, and so he sent it to us in an email. Uh, episode right. seventy nine, Juna from Detour Shirts. Um, yeah, so if you want to check that episode out, that was a great episode. Juna's a it great was. guy. We yeah. have waxed poetic about him uh, <laughs> quite often in the recent episodes, so we won't go into yeah. that. But his dad joke was pretty good. You want to take it away, Josiah? Sure. Here we go. All right, so. My son, Luke, loves how I named our kids after Star Wars characters. Hmm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But my daughter, Chewbacca, however, not so much. And that's this week's <laughs> weekly dad joke. Take it away, Michael Scott. <laughs> yes, uh, I can't imagine. Could you imagine uh, being named Chewbacca? Hmm. I feel like no. even, even that's a hard... Hard sell for even a dog. Like, we're going to name him Chewbacca, are we? <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> but we had a, we had a uh, Chewbacca chew toy for one of our dogs. It was, I don't know, oh, yeah, probably five I mean, inches. I, I, remember I told you about that. this. Yeah. At, well, I, I, but uh, at one point, my, or my fourth born, we have five children. Um, <laughs> he was, I don't know, he, he was probably 10, nine or 10 at the time. Um, and he... Somebody threw it at him or something like that. And it's just <laughs> this brown, shaggy looking thing. And um, he freaked out and threw it, you know, like, well, and screamed and threw it away from him. <laughs> and he, t- he told us he thought it was like an actual dog leg or something like from a oh small dog. He just was terrified. And so, I, you know, if if he was named Chewbacca, he might have like night terrors. I don't know. That, yeah, uh, there might be some... Uh... PTSD, I think, uh, <laughs> if, he, if he was named Chewbacca, but that's awesome, man. Well, let's get right into it. We haven't had one of these in, it seems like, a while. At least two uh, episodes. At least two episodes. So <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go to this week's Point of Interest. Well, howdy, partner. Welcome to the Point of Interest part of the POD cast. So grab your hat and hold on tight because we got some learning to do. Man, I always forget how jarring that whip is. Who made that fire? Uh, That's <laughs> very jarring. Uh, no, for this week's point of interest, man, we're actually going to cover a product, actually, that mm-hmm. you have uh, added uh, well, maybe not added to the catalog, but you are we're producing here in house. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you are um, selling now. Yeah, so it's something we I threw it out there in the uh, Facebook group, but basically, um, we if you're familiar with um, kind of current events in the Colorado area, you might have even seen it on the national news. The Marshall Fire um, several weeks ago. Um, actually, it was on. 
it was on new was it new year's it was new year's eve or new year's yeah no Day. it was new year's eve yes it was new year's eve yeah and um took out you know lots of lots of homes in the boulder and lewisville superior area which is kind of around the boulder area here in colorado very close to home we live close by um and our church um is is kind of in the boulder valley as well and so yeah. um of course we wanted to do something and so the um church kind of came up with uh some outreach opportunities we basically adopted three families um because i mean these people have absolutely nothing it's yeah. not um i mean it's 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 profound you know things that we just take for granted and um and when you really think about what they've lost, it's, it's profound. It's, um, it's amazing to think about how, how horrifying, how horrible that would be yeah. uh, for your entire family. So anyway, long story short, um, uh, our church kind of organized this thing where the, the, um, church actually donated money to the member, doesn't donate the money, gave the money to the members to then come up with a project that they could, you know, sell in the community or, or do something in the community to raise yeah. money for these different fan for these three families. And so my wife, I mean, of course, print on demand is like the perfect opportunity for something. Yeah. Like that. So she used Facebook marketplace and she listed, um, these doormats that, um, they're really attractive. And you, Josiah, you're showing them here on the screen from the Facebook post. Um, but she just listed them there on Facebook Marketplace and said, "Hey, we're doing this outreach. All the all the profits go to um, the Marshall Fire victims." And so um, we sold several of them. The cool thing is they're actually um, a poly dominant fabric. And so what we were able to do is um, print out. We have a roll to roll uh, an Epson five. Is it a 570, 530, I can't remember, but <laughs> it's an Epson sublimation printer and you can do a roll. And so we were able to print these kind of sideways as you're seeing in there, um, sideways on a roll. So it's one contiguous piece. And then we would tape it down with using heat tape to the actual heat press, or I'm sorry, to the mat itself. Then we got um, a piece of cardboard to kind of keep them because they're kind of um, you can give some wobbly. shape, some rigidity to it, I guess. So it would exactly. press well. Yeah, exactly. As we were transferring it from the tape to table to the actual press. And then, um, because we only have 16 by 14, uh, presses and these are actually 30 by 18 mats, you actually had to press it twice. So it was, there's a little bit of a trick to that. We kind of had to learn, um, how to do that appropriate. You know, you don't want it to shift because, um, then it'll look funny on the mat or whatever, especially that right. place in the middle that might get pressed twice or have right. a little more heat applied to it. Um, so we did, uh, we did, I think we did eight of them for her. She sold them just for a weekend and, um, you know, she made a decent amount of money. So plus, you know, she, she used that hundred dollars to pay us for the sure. materials and everything. And then everything else just goes to one of these three families, which was, really cool but it's just another cool thing that you can do with sublimation and you know i think the other kind of takeaway from this point of interest is um the ability to do facebook marketplace that is an mm. untapped market that we haven't really talked about on the show and we should sometime yeah. um because there are print on demand uh, there are people doing print on demand on that platform like crazy right now yeah I, um, and it's just an, it's kind of a wild west right now. It's very untapped. They don't take much in fees at all. Yeah. If anything. Um, 
So, yeah. So basically just the idea that you can do all these kind of cool things with sublimation and even, even these, um, these mats, there's a, um, couple places you can get them. Um, Johnson plastics, jpplus.com, I think is jpp.com yeah. or something like that online. You can get them. Um, and then also little known fact, home Depot sells this exact, I mean, basically the exact, the exact same thing, thing, right? Yeah. And it's cheaper. So we had done these, I had bought these years ago and had done some way, way, way back when, uh, because all you need is a printer. And even if you don't have like the long, the wide format printer, you can print on a regular um, piece of paper as long as, you know, like kind of, and then you just basically overlap the edges and tape the right. edges. So it's, it's seamless. Um, and so you can do these on some other, um, uh, you know, uh, some other, using, yeah. You, yeah. Different printer. You don't have to have the big format printer. So this is, if you have a flat press and a sublimation printer, you can do these and they are selling right now for 50, 60, $70 on Etsy. Um, and you can get them from anywhere. I mean, you can get the actual mats um, anywhere from 12, $13 to right. $17, uh, depending on where you go, Home Depot or Johnson's plastic. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of a cool little thing. Cool, cool idea for you guys. If uh, you're looking for another product and, maybe you have a sublimation printer and a heat press. Um, it's a very, it's not a saturated market, I guess is what I'll right. say. Yeah, totally. And I know I have to talk to Madeline, Madeline a little bit more too, but I know she was also in the process of signing up for Facebook marketplace and trying to onboard all of her stuff and start selling on there. I don't know mm -hmm. what the status of that is, but to your point, it was just another place that she saw that she was like, Oh, I could, sell here because every i mean you, you go on facebook marketplace all the time and people are always selling t-shirts or they're always selling yep. you know whatever and it's usually you know some mugs and signs and signs yeah yep so um definitely take advantage of that look into that because like travis said it's the wild west it's kind of like you know etsy before eventually what we're saying is there will be some regulation brought to it i'm sure once pe people start you know selling more or if it becomes a, a popular place to sell front on demand goods there's always that chance that there becomes a little bit more um rules as it were but for now it's wild west so take yeah. advantage of it for sure so uh with that we're going to move uh to a kind of a throwback a little bit uh we kind of going retro a little digging into the archives and giving a fresh perspective on something in this week's main event. beautiful as always so what we're going to talk about for this week's main event is uh, talking about sales uh you know different play platforms to sell different platforms that you can sell or you know sell other people to fulfill for other people and we kind of went back into the archives a little bit and we went to episode two episode two way back 
record we have a record date on our notes of july 24th 2020 was when we recorded episode two the good old uh, days <laughs> the good old days um so we we made this um analogy for all of these different places to sell different online platforms we made an analogy to kind of like a shopping mall mm-hmm. so we talked about you know ebay being the garage sale where everyone kind of offloads their goods that maybe they're not using as much anymore uh mm-hmm. etsy of course the vintage shop uh, maybe like you see in a mountain town like estes or steamboat all those and really that's like nice that's shop with an e at the end that's right that's what makes it vintage i think if you <laughs> think added so. add an e at the end of anything and it's i think it makes it vintage um <laughs> so uh, and then walmart of course like is like a store in the mall like a like a, a dillard's or the now almost extinct jc penny uh <laughs> which and I think I made this little tidbit in episode two, but JC Penny started in Wyoming, which is kind of shocking. Uh, hmm. The very first one. I didn't know uh, that. I always used to joke and thought it was some guy, Jean Claude Penet, that was French that came around and started selling <laughs> high end clothing. But I guess that's not what happened. Uh, so Walmart is like a store in the mall where you can find a lot of those things, of course. I find different, you know, Dillard's, they have everything from clothes to iron irons and ironing boards and home decor. Mm-hmm. Merch by Amazon was a kiosk in the mall. Like you see the you break, I fix screen phone screen mm-hmm. repair guys. Right. Um, Same so, with like tea yeah. spring, tea yeah, public, tea bubble. red bubble. Yeah. All those, all those. Say, I think said I said tea bubble, tea bubble, uh, <laughs> trademark. So it's not already a thing. Um, <laughs> I'm taking it. And then Amazon is like the whole mall. Uh, it's all of it. <laughs> right. So, Travis, given you know episode two, two years ago, um, mm. how do you think this analogy aged and what would you say differently, if anything, about kind of the structure of what we said each place was in, in relation to a, a shopping mall? Yeah, I, um, I think we're pretty dead on. I think um, Walmart has grown a ton. Um, they've really... Uh, I, I know a lot of sellers that not necessarily print on demand sellers, but a lot of uh, e-commerce sellers um, that are really going all in with Walmart. It's doing really well. They've it's so much different than it was two years ago. Right. Um, the back end is way cleaner. I mean, they still have a lot of growing pains to go through before maybe they're at uh, Amazon level, but um but yeah, I think I, I do see that kind of as like a Dillard's or, you know, one of those bigger stores um, yeah. that kind of has a little bit of everything um, that's, you know, in the mall or whatever. Whereas Amazon still kind of is the whole mall. It's all of it. Everything, uh, you know, you can find pretty much anything you want. And it's, it is the 800 pound gorilla. It's the biggest, <laughs> you know, yeah, the biggest the and one the baddest. Beat. Yeah. yeah. I will say one thing about at eBay, while I still see it kind of as the garage sale, um, because you can't sell used, it's very, you know, you can go get car parts on there. You know, you can just anything you can think of old books, old, you know, magazine, I mean, anything. Um, I will say, I know some people that focus a lot on eBay and, um, they're making a crap ton of money, you know, just wow. going to it, literally going to a garage sale or going to one of those, um, you know, uh, liquidation sales or something like that. And just yeah. finding things to, to sell on eBay. Um, and they know what to look for and they're doing great. They'll buy something for 20 bucks and sell it for 150. I mean, and they're doing that, you know, every week. Um, yeah. 
it may not be as scalable because you have to physically do it. We've talked about how like arbitrage in general is sure tough, tough to scale. Some people have yeah, succeeded in that. Um, but so I, while I see that it, it may still be the garage sale, um, it's, it's definitely it's a lucrative one. It's, it's a lucrative garage sale. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then of course, Etsy, um, my gosh, has it grown. Uh, it's just gotten so much more attention from yeah. e-commerce sellers. Um, it's, it's still, I think, considered kind of a higher end, you know, online platform. Yeah. Um, but uh, the prices are coming down. There's more people on there and it's getting more yep. competitive. Um, you have to do things to make your shop stand out, including SEO and, and good pictures and all of those yep. things, or you will get missed. That's yeah. just back to the matter. Yep. I don't know. What, what also, do you think? You can also do video on Etsy now for those listings that they're kind yeah. of saying is a way, a way to stand out. But I know, I think it, I think it aged pretty well. I don't think that anything has happened in the last two years that would necessarily, like you said, take, you know, Amazon off of the, that mm -hmm. whole mall, you know, spot or, you know, necessarily, mm -hmm. you know, take Etsy out of the vintage, vintage shop. So I think, I think it's, it's aged well. And I, I yeah. would say if we were going to do the same analogy today, I think we probably would have lined everything up in that same order or, or in those same categories. So, yeah, I do um, think, I, I think, you know, as, as, as we're talking about this whole thing, um, it's important to, you know, say like this main event is about different sales channels. So this is specifically for like the online sales yeah. channels. So all yeah. of the different things that you can do online. And I mean, this is, um, a small smattering because I guarantee there's, there's plenty of places to sell online yeah. that uh, we have completely we have no ignored. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I always say, you know, when we close out the podcast, you know, there's probably a new podcast listening app, you know, right now as we're speaking, mm -hmm. uh, that the same could be said about print on demand platforms that they're out there. I mean, there's always seems to be a new yeah. platform or one that we don't know about, or one that is now, kind of becoming more relevant as as time has gone on so yeah mm -hmm. there's there's don't think that it's limited to what we name here because like travis said there's there's a lot out right. there yeah i think the other you know one one other place is like you know your um your shopify store you know and, yeah. and people usually that's their own so I, I it wouldn't necessarily be a garage sale maybe it's like i don't know the that cool store down the street that's you know <laughs> Um, yeah, it's not vintage necessarily, but it's exact, you know, it's, it's, it has the personality of the owner and, sure. uh, you know, and that, that's kind of, I think that would make the list, I guess yeah. for me yeah. now, you know, I'd have to throw that in there with all of those sure. other ch online sure. channels. Yeah, I think so. I think the ones, you know, I like, I like it being a store that's maybe down the street for me because the mall is kind of gives that. In indication that there's organic traffic that's going to come by your storefront if you're in a mall because there's mm, people that yeah. are going to shop at different places or go get a Cinnabon or an Annie Ann's pretzel or whatever, but they're going to pass your store as they go. So you have the chance of catching some of that organic yep. traffic coming into your shop and buying something, which is the same way like the Etsy's and the Ebay's and all those places that we listed are more organic traffic where the Shopify, you're going to have to take out some ads or you know, some ad space online and get people to walk down the block to your store right. to exactly. see what you have. Cause you're not inside the shopping mall. So I think that you're would gonna be going to have to pay somebody to like, 
spin a yeah spin, spin the a, sign or have the sandwich sign. board on and talk about <laughs> your buy one your bogo sales or something like that right. that you have going on but that to me i think shopify is still it, it is a valid um option of course but that would to me would be the the distinction between in the mall not in the mall yeah yeah for sure i like that um yeah i like that distinction that's that's right up right up the uh, alley of the whole entire analogy so yep. that's yeah. that's online sales channels, and so Josiah, you um, have come to Make Your Mark Design um, yeah. for our new listeners. That's uh, that's my print-on-demand fulfillment company um, that Josiah just joined a month ago. Has it been a month yet? Maybe. I yeah. Maybe. Three weeks. Okay. Hey, you know what? Maybe Here's to you. Your month. All right. <laughs> um, but in in the uh, the the. The position that you took when you came, um, obviously you have a lot of experience in the print-on-demand world, but one of the things that you came with was some sales background. And so yeah. um, the other, so if we if we just kind of wrapped up the online sales channels that are very, I think that's kind of the low-hanging fruit in a sure. way. I, th- I think maybe one of the other ones we're going to talk about later might even be lower hanging, but we just don't realize it as much. But right. this is kind of the... I think a lot of people with print on demand on their mind, this is where they dip their toe in the water. But I'm wondering, uh, what? Why don't you go and tell, um, you know, about the next one on our list for uh, kind of sales channels? Because you did a lot of this at your previous print on demand company. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we've talked about it on the show, you know, a, th- a handful of times, mm-hmm. but talking specifically about influencers, influencer marketing, selling to influencers selling your services to influencers which mm-hmm. is kind of a hybrid because they're probably more often than not they're probably going to be selling their product on a website of some sort mm-hmm. um whether it's a shopify or a squarespace or you give them a deco store which we've talked about in the past as well um but they also will make orders bulk orders for you to send because a lot of them mm-hmm. have events you know one guy that were that just placed another order with us. He just messaged me while we were recording, letting me know that he was going to pay the invoices. Um, as a professional wrestler, who I, again, uh, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, I think I've alluded to my fandom uh, of <laughs> professional wrestling since I was a wee child. So uh, it was just one of those. When we first started selling to influencers, it was one of those natural uh, niches for me to explore because I already knew so much about it and knew the players and knew the people and knew how to get in contact with. The people mm-hmm. who would need services. So, um, influencers are 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 great to pitch you, and you can use them. I mean, don't think that you have to have Deco. You can work out a scenario where you're selling their stuff on Merch by Amazon, or you're selling their stuff on an Etsy through an Etsy store, or a Teespring, or whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of different um, situations or scenarios that would be profitable or or advantageous for you to uh to be a part of so uh they're good because they do a lot they do the bulk of the advertising as far as getting people to the products they're they're doing all of their own marketing um Mm. which can be a good thing and a bad thing they're a little hit and miss (laughs) because not all influencers are created equal right Um, just because they got a following doesn't necessarily translate into the fact that they're good marketers it just means that they posted a shit ton of content Mm -hmm. and happened to catch the algorithm on a good day or something you know what i mean like their content's engaging they're really good at at creating it but marketing is a different thing that's why a lot of these influencers at least the ones that i've come across that are 
successful in what they're doing have partnered with a lot of agencies and and agents because mm. they don't mm -hmm. do the marketing side. Um, so yeah. then, then that gets, I mean, anytime you work with an agency or agents, it gets a little bit more um, complicated. We had it, we had a lady, a girl who um, we reached out to and she responded through her agent and her agent was requiring her to, <laughs> to be paid $500 up front and, and get 40% of the merchandise sales to partner with us. And I basically in, in a really nice way told her that there was a fundamental misunderstanding about what we do <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and try to and try to lay it out. So um, all that to say it can be, it can be hit or miss. It's not a, it's not a guarantee just because you get a, uh, an influencer with a high following doesn't necessarily right. mean that you're going to get a lot of traffic. Yes. It's like respectfully go kick rocks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We should talk about firing clients sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should. <laughs> and, and how you, how you, how you know you you're at that point when you should just mm -hmm. cut bait. Um, yeah. So yeah, influencers are great. And I have a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of good experience and I've had a lot of good fun with a lot of the people that we've worked with in the past. But mm -hmm. um, Travis, you are you are um, currently, you know, fulfilling for a client. I guess we are, I should say. Uh, that's more of a, a third party example. So explain, yeah. explain what explain what that is. Yeah. And the cool thing about this is, is um, basically we're fulfilling for somebody who is doing this business model, um, it, you know, so. If you're sitting out there listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I know such and such, you know, has a million followers or, you know, or somebody who's in right. the NFL or the NBA or whatever, or he's a professional wrestler. Um, and I know them and I know, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can partner with a fulfillment company to basically, uh, you can be the middleman to facilitate that introduction and, and take, yep. you know, a yep. buck or two or three or 10, um, you know, between the, uh, you know, the end user and, and, uh, the fulfillment company. So for example, we do have this, a particular client that they works, um, with NFL, um, right. team, or not teams, but, uh, individual players as well as NCAA athletes. Um, NCAA just, you probably know, they recently, um, kind of rescinded the their yeah. yeah the yeah name image likeness they basically said now you can make money off your name image likeness of course you can't right you know if you you can't say hey you can't put penn state on there or you sure. know, ku or colorado university any of that stuff uh, and you can't use their logos but you can name image likeness you can make money for the ncaa well it's the same as for nfl as well um they can make money off of their name image likeness as long as they don't put the team or nfl or anything like that on the on the merchandise so this company had a lot right. of ends I, I believe the founder what had dated or maybe is still dating i don't know but mm. uh, like a, a cheerleader in the nfl and had oh, a right. lot of ends and so he was able to um you know, a lot of people that, you know, uh, that you would know if I, if you were a follower of the NFL, I could say a right. couple of names and you'd be like, wow, that's really cool. And so in <laughs> that process, we get to fulfill, you know, cool products for people that are buying from these different websites. They use yeah. Shopify and they put together their, um, you know, their entire website. They have graphics people that put the website together, create some designs for them, get their approval, and then they go live and they tie it to our uh, our company for fulfillment. But to your point, 
um, even NFL players can be bad marketers. Like there's yeah. a couple of stores that haven't sold, but you know, 10 things or five things or no things. Right. right. Um, so you just never know. Um, all you can do is be available for perhaps when they do finally pop off. You know, I know one of the clients that came uh, with you from uh, your former, from what for apparel, the yeah. company you used before, um, you know, the other weekend, I think they're a TikToker. They popped off with a bunch yeah, of sales just, yeah. for whatever reason. I was just all weekend, <laughs> ding, ding, ding in my email. Um, and they were just selling shirts left and right because they put some TikTok up there that, you know, pointed yeah, people some, to their site. Yeah. New designs or, or something, which is, mm-hmm. which is always interesting. Um, it's interesting for me because I mean, I'm, I've, I know that client just because I've, you know, sent her, her royalties or whatever, but I don't know her content. Mm-hmm. And so it's always interesting to see designs come through that I'm like, right. I don't know why. <laughs> Just there's no, there's why is no anyone buying explanation this? Yeah. for a game of TikTok t-shirt that looks like the Game <laughs> of Thrones, Iron Throne thing. Uh, but it it sells, which is at the end of the day, all I really care about. So, um, you know, sell away. Um, so, you know, another way, of course, this isn't, anything to do with really online, but local businesses um, are also Mm -hmm. really huge. And there's just so much to do. There's so much to get out there. And like you were saying with, with, uh, you know, influencers, you might know somebody who has a business that's in need of something, but you don't think you can facilitate it because maybe you're doing merch by Amazon. Well, you can, because you can go get that, organize a deal, connect with a place, a fulfillment partner, like make your mark design and, again, make a buck or two per item and just facilitate that. And you get money for basically dealing with the client essentially. And Mm -hmm. we just send you the stuff that you want. So there's a lots of opportunities just because you don't have in-house production. Don't think that you are um, exempt from being able to help local businesses. Right. Um, But one of the ways that you can get local business that you've discovered that we've discovered is Google listings. Yeah. I mean, we there's been some traffic that have come through just because someone has Googled t-shirt print shop in mm-hmm. the area and we get business. We get people that have come through that way. Yeah. We've had people come through, um, just literally show up at our door, say, Hey, I wanted to design a couple t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you can take that for what it's worth. I mean, maybe we lost money, <laughs> you know, printing two right. t-shirts for somebody right. because of the time we spent, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the the point is we've also had people that have spent hundreds of dollars, you know, yeah. on, uh, on that. It, it does lead to other sales. We were actually, one of the examples we were going to share was somebody, um, that same weekend that, uh, that one particular TikToker was selling all those things. All of a sudden I just see this, you know, $280 sale in the middle of it. And, but it's not from the same store. And I was like, what is right. this? And so I, I remember asking you on a Monday, I was like, Hey, did you sell something? What, how did this, what was this? And yeah, this particular yeah. person found us on Google. Yep. Uh, they live in the area and they just ordered on our website yeah, um, directly on our website and then came and picked it up. Um, and since then they've put another $250, $300 order in. Um, and we're talking about helping them with some of their e-commerce stuff in the future with maybe some, maybe yep. like a, a deco network store. Yeah. Um, or, or something like that, but it all came from that Google listing. Yeah. Um, you know, that honestly, uh, uh, Brandon from cloud nine, we had him on way back mm-hmm. when, 
um, he was the one who kind of twisted my arm and said, dude, you got to do a Google listing. You'll just, <laughs> and we get phone calls all the time. People asking yeah. us for this or for that. So um, it's free. Um, the, the one thing I would encourage you to do if you do a Google listing is add a bunch of pictures, um, create yeah. posts, you know, Hey, we're doing this, or this is the coolest thing that we've done, or this is a new product that we're offering or things like yeah. that just to kind of feed that Google algorithm. So you rise to the top in those, yeah. in those searches, but it's, it's great, man. Local, local business. So that's, that's just like one part of yep. the local business, right? Just yeah. Yeah, there's other ways you can get connected. Networking is huge, and you can do that with you know Rotary Clubs, Chamber of Commerce, um, you know Business Roundtable. My sister who lives in Alabama is a part of a Business Roundtable, and it's interesting because typically they only allow one person per trade, let's say or profession, mm -hmm. into that group. So you have a plumber, an electrician, a gardener, you know, or a landscaper, uh, whatever, yeah. a realtor, and then you have what you know apparel guy the t-shirt guy the mm -hmm. the you know print on demand guy, whatever the, whatever the guy. promotional products guy and it's usually just good decorum and when you're a part of those groups to always refer customers or people in need to someone in your circle and then if you need whatever service one of your members provide you go to them and give them the business which mm -hmm. is a really really smart move um, because it can lead to a lot of referral business um, which is easy because you make one connection in that group, you get you be a part, you're a part of it, and that automatically results in you know, who knows, maybe five to ten referrals a month. And if those come, if anything comes of those, great. But the point is that you're consistently getting work, referrals, and your name out there in the right. community, which is which is huge, yeah. And I, I think. <sighs> I think this, you know, this may be something that, um, you know, pe people who are listening are like, hey, well, I've got another job and um, this is just a side hustle for me. And and I totally get that. Maybe this is kind of next level. Um, but if I, I also think there are people out there that are like, I really want to scale this. I really want to turn this into my full time thing. I, I honestly think that local businesses is kind of that low hanging fruit that I was you know, referencing earlier, I think that you can go out and get local businesses. You can go out. I don't care if you're a third party, you yeah. can be the middleman. You, you just need to have a price list yep. and have some, you know, business cards or whatever, a phone and, uh, and a, and a print supplier, a fulfiller, you know, that's going to yeah. do the work for you. And it could be local. Um, you know, it could be not local if you're cool paying for shipping. It's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> sure. Sure. The, the bottom line is that um, there's business out there if you're willing to go, you know, yeah, turn over those rocks, you yep. know? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, speaking of, of turning over rocks and going out there and putting the work in, I think something that um, you have found to be beneficial and I think is, is a brilliant idea is doing like the markets like you did this last summer, you know, mm -hmm. in, in yeah. Erie or in Louisville or wherever those might be that are that are close to you know in proximity to where we're at here in Colorado. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of work to do those, it um, is. and the events themselves may not be as fruitful. If you're looking for immediate payoff <laughs> and an investment mm -hmm. at, in one show, you know, like if you do, you <laughs> sign up, you pay the fee, you get all the stuff, you make all the, the inventory, you set it all up, you're up there and you're sweating and it's the summer day, whatever, uh, and you're wanting 
an immediate payoff as far as like a, a return on investment that is worth it, you might not honestly get it that day because there's a right. lot that goes into it. You're paying people to be there. You have the products. So you might make a couple of sales. But the biggest thing, again, is the networking that right. happens, right? You'll make some sales while you're there, which makes it does make it worth it. But the mm-hmm. connections you get afterwards, we've had, uh, let's see, I know we're, we've just, we've been in conversation with someone that you guys met at, a, at one of those uh, markets who has a store in Louisville and she has yeah. placed a sizable countless order, orders. Yeah. countless orders. And there's one, you know, another one that's in production right now. Uh, so there's $2,000 order. Yeah. 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 $2,000 order that, that is in production right now and in process a hockey league that, that bought, you know, over 300 hats and they're coming mm-hmm. back for some jerseys and more hats. And it all happened because of the connections that were made at the market. So it, you have to kind of look at things in a bigger picture perspective, because it's not always going to be uh, immediate as far as right. the, the payoff of, on those investments. Yeah, there's some, there's definitely some upfront uh, investment. And in if you want to do local, you know, craft fairs and things like that, cause you gotta, you know, you gotta have the tent, you know, you have to have, the, you know, tables and tablecloths yep. and, and then you have yep. to have the inventory, you know, so you're going to have to invest in some inventory um, so you can actually sell something um, because that's, you know, the thing about farmer's market, you could come there and just have a table and have nothing there and just say, Hey, I'm yeah. a print shop. What do you need? <laughs> and just do it for the marketing. Um, and, and maybe that, maybe that would work. I don't have know. A handful I mean, of samples maybe, and not, maybe not necessarily yeah. stuff yeah, for not sale, but right. Um, I mean, it's going to depend on the type of show you're at, the type of market you're at, the, the uh, ownership of the market. For instance, the ones we were doing took a percentage of sales, so they weren't necessarily too keen on somebody who wasn't going to sell anything sure. uh, and just sit there and talk to people. Like, but um, so, so you will have some investment, but you know, if you're doing it by yourself, uh, I mean, I, I would always, uh, on those events, I would make between, you know, 350 and $700, you know? Um, and, and then I paid like my 10% commission to the market person. And then I would pay for somebody to be there with me. I would give them a commission plus a stipend, you know, um, for the time that they were there. And then there's the setup and the teardown that, you know, you're spending actual time. So, I mean, with one event, even if I made, you know, $500, it's probably not going to pay off my investment in it. But to your point over the course of the summer, maybe I do pay all of that investment off, but the real payoff is those connections that I make and the follow-ups because I'm handing out business cards and people are giving me their business cards and I'm learning how to network. So, you know, and over time, uh, those things can turn into, uh, long-term relationships like that uh, lady with the shop that we do yeah. a lot of business with um, like that hockey league that we do a lot of yep. business with um, and, or can, will continue to do a lot of business with. So you just never know. Um, like, like you were saying, you know, when you start turning over those rocks, what's underneath them. And uh, yeah, luckily there's, there was some money under some of them. <laughs> <laughs> that is the hope. That yeah. is the hope. Uh, yeah. And, and Joe, we were joking, uh, before this, you know, we were <laughs> writing out the notes. We're like, Hey, there's an option E, which is you could start your own podcast and YouTube channel. That's right. I mean, I mean, I mean why not? Uh, you know, I, I talked to someone today, again, as I alluded to, um, I hope I, I hope I get his name right, but Michael Restrepo, uh, talked to mm-hmm. him today. So shout out to Michael. If you're listening to this episode, 
uh, enjoyed connecting with you, but he, he had some questions about some services we could possibly provide for him. Mm-hmm. And so we had a good conversation. I've had another conversation with uh, another gentleman. His name is Jason. And again, I, I hope I get the last name right. Jason Tack, maybe it's, I think the P is silent. Uh, but uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, he and I had a good conversation and uh, you know, it's always fun connecting with the listeners and getting feedback mm-hmm. from them directly, even you know during right. conversation about the show and what they like and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, even if it's a YouTube stories, even if it's, or sorry, Instagram stories or occasional posts or, or whatever, mm-hmm. put information out there and become right. the expert, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Travis and I had to overcome a lot of it. You know, we talked about this imposter syndrome starting this podcast because there's a lot of things that we don't consider ourselves the experts in, but um, we take for granted what we've learned and where people are in the process and that what we have gone through is beneficial and helpful. So there are people out there that want to know how to do merch on a budget, how to do stuff that won't cost them arm and a leg and tons of inventory up front. And you just by virtue of even listening to this show, have the (laughs) knowledge that they need uh, to be able to facilitate that. So you become their expert. So throw stuff out there on social media and, and, you know, make some videos of of, your sales or your whatever, if you're doing a print on demand fulfillment for, you know, on merch by Amazon or whatever, but there's tons of ways to get content out there that doesn't necessarily have to be as full blown as a podcast, but you can still mm-hmm. get known in your circles as the merch person and yeah. just put yourself out there. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. I mean, um, there's a lot of, we, we literally have gotten um, business from doing this podcast. Um, I know when you were with What for Apparel, you you talked to some people about doing signs. Um Chris Kretz, who's been a longtime listener, he's, you know, um, we've done a lot of things with him and his Etsy store and uh, fulfill for him. And so um, by putting ourselves out there, um, that was kind of one of our goals or kind of a, it was more of a byproduct goal. It was like, hey, and by doing this, we might even get some business. That would be cool. (laughs) Yeah, that would be cool. And um, yeah, so all of that to say, keep those inquiries coming <laughs> oh yeah please uh you know honestly you know if it if if we end up doing business together and you're reaching out that's fantastic of mm-hmm. course i think it's a win-win for everybody but i again I'm, I'm not trying to um i hope i'm not coming across as disingenuous because i really do enjoy just connecting with you guys hearing what you're doing your ideas yeah. you know jason's idea was amazing uh, and, and Michael's idea that what he's currently doing, it's not an idea. He's, he's doing it. He he's wants to bring it, us yeah. in on it, um, is awesome. And it's a market that I would have never thought of. It's a niche that was completely out of my realm of even thinking mm-hmm. about. Um, so, uh, you know, and he's doing a lot of licensing. So there's stuff there that I would love to know more about licensing. So Michael can help learn me something about <laughs> licensing. And, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's just so cool because it can all become very, mutually beneficial beyond just a transaction of, Hey, here's money. Hey, here's product. Um, it's just building relationally and just getting to know those of you that are listening to our show as more than, you know, just a name in the Facebook group, which you all should have joined by now. So I'm yeah. Just say, I'm just gonna say that. No, yeah, I, keep- I, I love that. I was just going to say, um, I think the whole idea of this episode is just to kind of re- help you reimagine opportunities that may have 
may, you may have heard about on another show or our show or sure. or just thought about, or maybe you've never even thought about going out and <laughs> actually hitting the sidewalks and going into local businesses and yeah. taking business cards and all of those things. Um, I mean, you know, you can, you can just have business cards and then as you're eating at a restaurant, just yeah. have them available and start a conversation. It's yeah. not difficult. That yeah. fruit is low hanging and <laughs> you know, it really is. And so we just wanted to put these things out there for you guys. Um, as again, as kind of just reigniting some of yeah. those ideas, uh, because people need merch, they mm -hmm. need promotional products, they need t-shirts, they need yep. uh, all of this stuff that we provide. And we are the experts, whether yeah. or not you're just starting you, I guarantee you, you know, more than the manager of that restaurant <laughs> right. on the street that you had yeah. lunch at yesterday, yep. you know, yeah. yep. <laughs> you, 100%. Do, you know, more than them. So, um, keep that in the back of your mind. Don't let imposter syndrome rob you of those opportunities. Yeah. 100%. I, real quick before we transition uh to the outro here i do want to say keep those inquiries coming and you can email us at info at make your mark dot design mm -hmm. um is where you can reach out to both of us um schedule a call whatever you want to do uh, but we want to hear from you and we'd love to help you along in the journey however we can um so again info at make your mark dot design but travis you and i have a a mutual acquaintance friend who owns a chai tea company right his name mm -hmm. uh, charlie joe chai is is his company name live you're listening look it up it's phenomenal chai mm -hmm. i love it they serve it at a local um coffee place here ziggy's uh, in colorado and i i get one every sunday when i'm serving at city <laughs> point i'll stop there first and then just trek up and enjoy my chai as i as i take the the commute but um i i went to lunch with him uh, a handful of months ago mm -hmm. and to talk about some some um merch ideas that he was kind of toying around with in conjunction with this company. And I was blown away because we went to um, a coffee shop brewery, kind of have a food truck there in, in Frederick uh, as well. And across the street was another restaurant that we went to do get some uh, Tijuana fries or whatever they're called over there. Mm -hmm. um, but they're so good. But everywhere I went with him, he would shake hands and say, hi, I'm Charlie Joe. I have a chai company, hand him a card. And whether wow. that person, whether that restaurant wanted chai or not it did not matter <laughs> because now he was charlie joe he had a chai company and he would say do you guys serve chai here no why not it's delicious every person <laughs> wow. who did the food truck person hi how's it going okay here's my card here's my credit card for the bill what's your name cool my name's charlie joe i own a chai company and he would give him mm -hmm. the card he went to the owner of mountain cowboy which you and i mm -hmm. both know well and said, hey, why aren't you selling my chai? It's top of the line. What are you doing with this cheap stuff? Here's my card. My name's Charlie Joe. I mean, it was incredible. It was borderline wow. uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> being with him because it's almost like, bro, chill out. But that's he's all in. That's his only plan. There's no plan B. He owns a chai company. It's kicking mm -hmm. butt. And uh, it was really incredible and inspiring just to be with him and realize that he just didn't care. Anyone he talked to, hey, I'm Charlie Joe. I have a chai company. Here's my card. We're in Ziggy's. Here's my card. I mean, it was, he was a marketing <laughs> machine. And if he does wow. not, if his stuff doesn't end up in Mountain Cowboy, I'll be shocked because he was <laughs> tenacious uh, about that. So all that to say, get a card, start a conversation like, Hey, I'm, you know, I, I do, I do merch or I do t-shirts. How can I, whatever, start that conversation, put the yeah. card in the, in the, in the little check holder thing when you give her the <laughs> card or whatever, put it in the credit card slot 
in the gas pump. People have to take that out uh, <laughs> and say, do you need shirts for your business? Whatever your card says. Do it. Uh, so, um, but yeah, all of that to say, um, yeah, start conversations because you never know what can come of it. So Travis, anything else to, to add before we put a bow on this one? No, I love that story. That's a perfect way to end it. That's great. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to us once again right here on the Print On Demand cast. As always, we know, you know, oh my God, I just stuttered. I just got <laughs> stuck. I verbally got stuck. 82 episodes in, I can't nail this down. <laughs> you know what I was going to say. Join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash print on demand cast. We're on Instagram, uh, instagram.com slash print on demand cast. We're on YouTube as well. You can watch all of the video versions of these episodes and see the video bumpers and see Travis and I's face and see what beer we're drinking on any given episode. Uh, so you can do that, youtube.com slash print on demand cast. We're also on video through Spotify. So if you use Spotify as a platform, you can get early access to the video because that goes live Wednesday when the audio goes live everywhere else. Mm -hmm. YouTube goes live on Friday. So get a head start on there. But if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple or Stitcher or yeah, I I wanted to say Yahoo. They don't have a podcast platform yet. Maybe one day. um, Trademark. Uh, (laughs) I'm verbally (laughs) trademarking all kinds of stuff on this episode and I will get none of the benefit. Um, But be sure to leave us a five-star review if you can. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can actually leave us a review review. Mm -hmm. And we always like to check those every once in a while and shout people out that have left us a review. So please avail yourself of that opportunity and do so. So with that being said, for Travis, I'm Josiah, and we'll see you next week right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. Hey, babe, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure.